maybe this will make its way into the <laughs> into the pre-show. Um, I am a le- like I'm a very fact and science based individual. I know that this is like a, a not a great way to start a sentence that's related to COVID. Um, but like right before the pandemic, I I started taking these. Um, like weird m- not weird they're fine they're like they're mushroom mycelium supplements and they're oh yeah you, you know like it's it's been studies have suggested that long term it might decrease the risk of certain cancers um and i'm like great cool let's do that and uh i haven't been sick since with anything that's and i'm I like mean, that's not nothing it's not Even nothing. if it's it's also not something <laughs> I'm going to say, even if it's just like the, uh, Plus, the placebo, placebo yeah. yeah, the placebo effect, like that's a real it. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but when I had my, my, Sweet my mom. vaccine shot, I, I had like, I was, I felt more ill than I ever had in my life. And I'm like, oh, really? it's probably, it's probably because my immune system is just supercharged from all the shrooms. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you got the uh, shroom power. Yeah. Like this is my, uh, this is my, my magical thinking. Um, but also, uh, I can, I can highly recommend it for, for every listener out there. I'm not sponsored, but, uh, host defense, uh, mushroom, uh, supplements. They're great. Um, I just take, uh, I take vitamin D and it's specifically because there's a story behind it. Uh, there was one January we just didn't have a single day of sun the entire month of January because they live in, you know, the freezing tundra of the North. And I was apparently really irritable and crabby because finally at like mid-January, Emily was just like, I'm sending you vitamin D tablets. Like she Amazon me vitamin D tablets. <laughs> um, yeah, I will. Seeing as how both Emily and I live in uh, a, a, a place that is made out of the idea of gray. <laughs> Uh, yeah, vitamin vitamin D is is truly key. I <laughs> uh, got a case of the winter sads. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, so that's that's uh, Avalon and Sarah's vitamin corner. <laughs> this is now a wellness podcast. <laughs> I prefer to call it an MLM, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> Buy my mushroom supplements. Yeah. Um, what tier can we get in on? Yeah. <laughs> Just if I convert two to three more podcasters, I get a free toaster. You're dead. And speaking of half-truths and broken promises, you're listening to Boohaha, which is an often quarterly podcast that is generously about ghosts and realistically about just whatever's happening at the moment. Nominally uh, about ghosts. Yeah, exactly. It's We will get to something spooky at some point. <laughs> um, every... Uh, week month quarter year bicentennial i drag one of my nearest and or dearest to the scariest place i can find um which is either the internet or just you know anywhere in the world because of the world that we live in and regale them with spooky tales of boogers and googers and phantasms and will-o'-the-wisps and this week my hilarious returning guest is 
Sarah from Afternoonified. Welcome. Hello. Yes, I'm glad to be back. So glad to have you here. Uh, and so glad that you, you did not have COVID. Nobody has COVID. Yes. Well, no. I mean, many people have COVID. <laughs> we don't have COVID. <laughs> we individually do not at this we... exact moment in time. Currently, as of recording. I may have to venture out into the world at some point in the next week. So who knows? Ever, ever since, like... Look, I'm I'm scared of everything for many reasons, but uh, as a as a part time perfumer, uh, I I was m- most selfishly scared of losing my sense of smell. Oh. Uh, and it turns out with Omicron, that is far less of a concern. Oh, that's great at, to hear. Yeah, ten ten percent of people who are uh, who are vaxxed have been, or ten to twelve, I think, were reporting loss of smell. So um, I'm still going to be careful, but I'm less scared every day. <laughs> I've been encouraged recently by uh, the data coming in from our wastewater treatment plants in Minnesota. They are monitoring our poop Good. for COVID. And it, the poop data has shown that our Omicron, pa- our, our Omicron peak has passed. So <laughs> it's looking up. All right. I have every question. Now, <laughs> is okay. Is this like new information? Is it communicated directly to you via the wastewater people? <laughs> is it something that you have to like opt into, like a newsletter? Oh, this has um, been covered by uh, legitimate news sources like NPR. Okay. okay. <laughs> but no, like that's like actually a thing is there's like a certain level of COVID that gets passed into, you know, the wastewater and they can measure it and it very closely mirrors like the surge in case rates. numbers. Yeah. Uh, so that, we I got mean, an it's... article a couple weeks ago saying, oh, wastewater scientists think our surge is passing. It makes it makes the right amount of sense because I know that like they they use that data to track like, you know, um, drug use and like, you know, environmental toxins. Mm-hmm. Um, it it makes me realize that perhaps there are other insights that I should be, <laughs> you know, appealing to the wastewater people about because like i might want to know like how much how much lead is in the poop in my neighborhood how much (laughs) that would be an informative number yeah what recreational drugs are most popular in my region how much how much of it is just weird (laughs) mushroom materials coming from me specifically what's the market here (laughs) yeah what should i be selling and or trying to buy off the street (laughs) um uh i love it uh i'm i i'm gonna look into portland's wastewater uh <laughs> insights learnings i don't i, <laughs> I want to see their quarterly report um yeah i would love to see how else uh how this information is being communicated other other places that's <laughs> something i went looking for it came up in my news feed and of course it's again i have anxiety i have to read all the articles about covid Sure, of course. Now, I know that there's probably, like, you know, somebody is feeding samples into, like, a mass spectrometer or something. But I can't help but picture, like, some sort of, like, tassiomancy, like, just, like, divination. Like, somebody's, like, looking into a cup of poop and being like, ah, yes, the surge has passed. I mean, I do kind of, (laughs) I do kind of picture them just taking, like, a measuring scoop and just kind of dipping it. (laughs) It's just... Like a dipstick in a car. Yeah, <laughs> eh, eh, more COVID today. 
Um, I love it. I, I, I don't ever want to be proven wrong about what happens at the wastewater no. treatment plant. <laughs> it um, will never match what's in your imagination. No, no. Well, speaking of things that are scarier than poop, <laughs> that's not true. That's a very high bar to set. Um, but uh, this week I have I have prepared some spooky tales, um, as stated in the in the pre-show. You know, these are not from your neck of the woods. Not uh, quite. No, uh, uh, your neck of the woods for for the audience who may might not have been paying attention is Minnesota. Up. <laughs> the greatest state. Well, <laughs> all right. Well, I'll I'll give it to you, but with an asterisk at the end. Um. <laughs> Beautiful, beautiful oblong, kind of square oblong Minnesota. Is that what it, the shape is? Have you not, never seen Minnesota on is, a map? Is Minnesota one of those, like, it's I thought got it was like one of those trapezoid ones. No, it's got kind of like an arrowhead and then a smaller arrowhead. It's kind of like a oh, is it one of them, shape. Is, is it one of our hand-shaped states? Please, please, please Google a map. <laughs> <laughs> I could not have been. I would wrong. say Minnesota is one of the more distinctive state shapes. <laughs> it's the shape of like a like a lopsided apple core. Yeah, actually, yeah, that's that's quite accurate. It's like you took a big bite out of a square apple. <laughs> uh, look, I say this with with nothing but love in my heart, coming from uh, a state that is shaped like a square with an underbite. <laughs> um, but uh, as as listeners will will remember from this beautiful flashback that I'm going to drop in now, um, I completely ballsed up your your home state last time. Uh, and I'm from Minnesota. I live in the Twin Cities now. I grew up in Granite Falls, which is a town no one has heard of, and that's okay. So here's the thing. Quick quick interjection. I mistook Minnesota for Wisconsin. <laughs> Oh, no. Are oh, you kidding me? <laughs> it's been a stressful week, and I had to order a book. Are you going to make me listen to Wisconsin ghost stories? Um, I mean, if if you guys have five minutes for me to look for a thing. <laughs> Amazon, um, don't fail me now. It's, it's, oh, no, wait. Um, Actually, no, okay. There was a reason for this. <sighs> Spooky Minnesota does not exist. <laughs> so we're getting um, stuck with Wisconsin, the worst state. Well, okay. <laughs> Just imagine if someone had mixed up Oregon and, um, like, Washington or Idaho. And that's kind of... Oh, I fully realize that this is insulting. Wisconsin is a garbage <laughs> fire. Um, yeah, as I have frequently said, Wisconsin is, Wisconsin is a garbage state for garbage people. <laughs> um, but to add an additional wrinkle to it, Oregon's ghost stories are also garbage. <laughs> so I didn't look for any from Oregon. Instead, uh, Emily, since I know you have a hard on for New Orleans, I chose New Orleans for you. <laughs> So at hey, this point, I'll dunk on Wisconsin for an hour and a half. That's fine. Perfect. Okay, <laughs> then, uh, then I've I feel like I've I've shorted you both equally, um, <laughs> and at the end of the day, that's the most important thing. Uh, and it wouldn't that it everybody's wouldn't, offended. Yeah. Good. That's that's I. You know, 
I'm this is a non-politically correct podcast <laughs> and I'm just saying that everyone is from a state nearby to the state where they're from or something. <laughs> nearby. I don't know, man. I'm tired. Like it's, it's been it's I been mean, a whole thing. <laughs> the, the worst, worst state. state. <laughs> Objectively, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it was a real like, you know, Captain Kirk mirror universe Captain Kirk situation <laughs> like not just different but evil <laughs> um, and unfortunately our our dear patron Sissy Spacek Shashi Schlossherpups um, writer of the spookiest books in town refuses to write about spooky Minnesota um, so we have been forced to venture slightly ghosts, further afield the ghosts are just too spooky that's yeah, I, I assume I, I have to assume they're too spooky or hidden in a field of grain is that what you do there <laughs> list off some of minnesota's chief exports for me uh spam we invented spam we uh 3m really? is here yeah uh so oh. scotch tape um our state apple or, or st- state apple um we invented the honeycrisp apple <gasps> One of the better apples. Yes. So you're welcome. Also home to Bob Dylan and Prince and Josh oh, Hartnett. Right. The, one of the better Joshes, other than Brolin, of course. Minnesota um, has amazing exports. <laughs> known for its of spam, people who apples, left. and Josh. <laughs> I would like a mocked up Minnesota license plate that just says known for our Josh. Um <laughs> Um, so, yes, we've been forced to venture slightly further afield, uh, to spooky Michigan. Ooh, it's pretty close. It's got the M and the I. Usually when I'm filling out a form on the internet, when I'm buying stuff online, I will type M and it'll go straight to Michigan and and I got to tab down a couple. It's almost like home. It's, it's similar in name and doesn't it also touch some of those lakes that you guys touch yes i think it shares lake Lake superior (laughs) it's across the lake you're you're separated from michigan by uh by the the edmund fitzgerald and all of her dad correct yes (laughs) uh cue the gordon lightfoot song now Um, so we'll, we'll be venturing to to spooky michigan uh, for what I hope to be, I, I, I hope to be some real doozies, but uh, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. We'll have to find um, out. Fingers crossed, because like, I will say, it, it's a lot to live up to. We had, the last episode was Spooky Maryland, and those are some, they've got some real good ones up oh, there. Oh yeah. So, we're sticking with M's. It's a, it's a bit yeah. of a streak. Um, but uh, before we get to those spooky, ooky, ooky tales... Um, what are your beliefs uh, on and around the spooker natural? I think I fall with pretty much everyone else who's been on this podcast where it's like, I really wish ghosts are real. <laughs> yep. But I'm too much of a skeptic now. Like, I was a real spooky kid when I was little. I'm right there with I mean, I know the feeling. Like, that. Uh, the spooky kids often tend to be the most skeptical post kids. I think you get that, Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I had the delight the other weekend of my niece is seven, going to be eight. 
And she is apparently has going through this phase where she is obsessed with spooky things. She like got all my Goosebumps books and (laughs) she was obsessed. She wanted me to show her pictures of Pennywise. She's like, I'm not going to be scared. I want to see Pennywise. And I did not show her Pennywise. (laughs) Because <laughs> you, you could my one you thing probably... of restraint. I did show her a picture of the Baba Duke. <laughs> I was gonna say you could probably do like that one picture of like uh, Tim Tim Curry as Pennywise, where he's just like smoking a cigarette. Yeah. Like that feels. <laughs> I think it was more because she wanted to see Pennywise so badly, and I can't just like let kids have things that they want. So I'm like, no, I'm gonna Google you That's pictures fair. of cute Pennywise anyway. Yeah, it's look. So, like, You'll she... see Pennywise <laughs> when you're damn damn good and ready. <laughs> yeah, when you're an adult like the rest of us. But she wanted me to tell her spooky stories. So I started bringing up, like, you know, Robert the doll. And, of course, I told her about, like, Mothman because I had to. And then at the every time I would, like, tell her the story, at the end of it, she'd go, so is it real? And I should have just said yes. But no, what I have to say is, well... <laughs> It's a story people tell, and I'm trying to, like, explain to her the difference between, like, it is real in that people are telling these stories and people believe these things, but they're not actually, sure. ghosts aren't actually real. Mothman was an owl, but people thought it was something different. <laughs> and she's, like, seven, and she does Allegedly. not get this, and she's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's, look, it's such a fine line to walk between telling a spooky story and traumatizing a child and that's the thing like i don't i wasn't too worried about traumatizing her because she was rolling with it but like i just can't lie to her (laughs) about what i think (laughs) and also i'm just the worst person (laughs) like if eight-year-old me met current me and had a conversation about ghosts i would hate myself (laughs) you're lame so boring (laughs) i mean i'm i'm trying to think back to the validation that I got as a kid as to like whether or not spooky things were real. And I feel like everybody was totally like, oh yeah, no, that's real. It's coming for you. It's out in the yard. Yeah. Um, Which, you know, maybe not the best strategy judged (laughs) on judging by like me and how I, how my life is Um, (laughs) the fear that lives in my heart. Um, but uh, but yeah, that like seven or eight years old, that is like peak, peak spook times. Like yeah. that's where um, you're you're old enough to understand the stories and uh, and still young enough to be like to have them to have that like into your brain. imagination and like wonder at the world and like not entirely having figured out how the world works yet. And I would love to go back to that time. It was so much more fun when I could just believe that there were ghosts in the Loch Ness monster and. <laughs> it's it's so it's so true i mean like i we've talked about this you know a lot with with all of the other ex spooky kids you know who are now deeply skeptical adults and it's like yeah just the the horror of uncertainty um and like not not knowing what's in the dark is is yeah, it's like, this has become kind of a meme, but like, I thought the Bermuda Triangle was going to be a much more <laughs> bigger problem in my life than it turned out to be, like, yeah, just that it, kind of, like, <laughs> vague dread at what could be out there. I kind of yeah, miss it. And that, 
it's and you know it's like yeah the it's like well if the bermuda triangles out there what other shapes might be trouble <laughs> you know like what <laughs> what else might i encounter in my in my life and my travels um i i will say uh i not not that i'm going full like you know like let's commune with the spirit world <laughs> um you know i'm 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 slightly more scared of things now yeah it's, I was about to say, I feel like my fear of spooky things has been replaced by, like, my fear of the ocean or of existence yeah. or space or, <laughs> like, there are real things in the world to be scared of. Oh, I I have that, too. I mean specifically that I am slightly more alarmed about ghosts than I have Oh, really? <laughs> um, and I don't know, I don't really know what what the genesis of that is, but... There's and it's not like I think that I'm I can hear a spooky thing like I'm not talking to the dead, but there are just like a couple spaces that I've been physical spaces that I've been in mm-hmm. lately that really terrify me for no reason and um, it's, I'm not saying it's a nice feeling but it's been refreshing to feel that kind of terror. Yeah, I, <laughs> I get I get it. That's a weird thing to say, but I get it. Yeah, it's I I think. Yeah, I've, I've been, I don't know, I've been hanging out in the woods a lot. I've been alone a lot. It's, mm. I think those are. <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Those historically uh, isolation and forest madness. Um, <laughs> um, so hopeful, hopeful skeptic. Um, As usual. Yeah. Yeah. Do not, do not believe in ghosts, but, uh, but you know, wouldn't, wouldn't it be nice if. I still um, enjoy a good ghost story. Oh yeah. It's like. <sighs> you you become a you know i think at least for me like when you're a spooky kid and like you realize that the world isn't necessarily as spooky as you thought it was or hoped it would be um you really find yourself chasing that dragon a lot <laughs> mm. <laughs> like i i do not think that there is a horror movie that i have not seen like i mean yeah sure i'm being hyperbolic but like i fucking mainline that shit <laughs> Yeah, I went through such a phase where I could not watch horror movies because I really did, like, believe in it. And so, like, I watched The Ring and I was legitimately terrified that I was going to get haunted by The Ring Ghost. And then I, you know, grew up and realized, like, no, that's not how the world works. Yep. uh, And then it's just like... How likely is it that you're going to see a VHS anyway? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They were gone. (laughs) And now it's like... The only movie horror movie that's ever bothered me recently has been Hereditary, and that's for not even ghost reasons, just for like existentially <laughs> F- horrifying reasons, family trauma yeah. reasons. Um, yeah, it's it's really, it's almost. I mean, it's such a, a mark of pride when like I watch a movie or like a like an achievement when I watch a movie. I'm like that genuinely unsettled me. Like mm-hmm. that was fucking spooky. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, it happens less and less. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think, I feel like I saw one recently that was genuinely creepy. Oh no. Yeah. Um, uh, the niche streaming service Shutter just added a, a bunch of folk horror to their, Ooh. um, yeah, it's like, look, if 
if if you've if you've got time on your hands and you, and an extra six bucks, I I can highly recommend a month of Shutter. Um, Noted. But uh, yeah, they've got all of this new new and old folk horror. Like it spans like the whole of the last century. And um, one of the ones on there was uh, oh, a dark song. It was this <gasps> oh, like really oh, I've seen yeah. that. It's so good. Fucking great and like. <laughs> That's the horror movie that I like. Will just mainline the horror the movies that aren't like necessarily outright scary, but just like have a mood Trouble. in an aesthetic <laughs> that like, yeah, I love it. It's like a nice, a a quiet slow burn. Like just like you're you're in this world and it's creepy and you don't know and will it won't it what is happening. Um, mwah, love it. Chef's kiss. So good. <laughs> Um, they also have a movie called Psychomania which is a British 60s undead uh, devil worshipper camp kitsch pop movie I can't even they were just ordinary troublemakers as long as they lived but they returned from beyond the grave with superhuman powers unleashing an unholy reign of terror that holds an entire community in the grip of psychomania. I couldn't even begin to explain psychomania to you. Uh, it sounds like a trip. It's uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but that's not the spookiness that we're here to talk about. <laughs> we're here to talk about spooky, spooky Michigan. Michigan. <laughs> so I pulled together a few a few spooky spooky stories. Um, and I'm going to give you a list. Let me know if anything strikes your fancy. We Great. have the Devil's Coach, One Last Head, the Coffin of Snakes, <laughs> um, I was gonna say that that sounds like a like a fucking killer band, but the next one on the list is just the Talking Head. Which is a killer band. <laughs> um, so yeah, the next one, the Talking Head, uh, the Ada Witch, and the Green Lantern. Like the superhero. <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> There's a there was a Marvel comic tucked away in my in my copy of Spooky Michigan. Oh, Green Lantern is DC. Watch yourself. Ooh, you fuck. will get emails. <laughs> all those Batman children were going to come after me. <laughs> oh, man. I really, really am intrigued by a coffin full of snakes because I kind of want to see if it's what's on the tin. But the Ada Witch sounds very compelling. Oh, all right. Well, we. we... I, I look forward to being disappointed by that supposition. All right. We're going to go with the Ada Witch. <laughs> I love. I, look, I sassy schlosher has has bedeviled us so often with her like I'm gonna give you a really spooky name and make it the most disappointing story in the world. Uh, I've only skimmed these, okay. So we will see if that is the case. So this is a first edition of collector's item. Oh yeah, and so the the table of contents is written in like 
unintelligible, unreadable Edwardian script. Um, I was going to say, so this is, is the edition before they caught all the typos. That too. Like, there's a couple of years, like, you know, the, uh, the, the engineer's massage. <laughs> You're like, well, I'm going to assume that it's message, but all right. Um, all right, we have page 35, the Ada Witch. And this is a shorty, so oh, if it great. does suck, we can we <laughs> <Good>. can <laughs> find something else. Um, <clears throat> I'd spent the day hunting in the marsh. Oh, I should also say this is the Ada Witch from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Oh. Beautiful. Hey, we have a so Grand I've Rapids, heard... Minnesota, so we can just pretend. <gasps> Close to home. There you go. Kind of. In name only. Nominally. Um, I, I know somebody from Grand Rapids. Uh, they liked it so much that they moved to Holland and never went back. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like growing up in the Midwest. <laughs> How far away can I get? I always made fun of them because I'm like, so you went from like a place that is the flattest in in the world to a place that is also flat and also slightly underwater. <laughs> I was going to say, you went from the Midwest to the place where they make people from the Midwest. <laughs> you just got to follow your roots. Follow them home. <laughs> so, uh, I'd spent the day hunting in the marshlands around Ada, just a few miles away from my Grand Rapids home. But my luck had, hun- my luck had run out and I hadn't bagged a thing all day. I'm a little stubborn, parentheses. My wife would say a lot so. <laughs> wife jokes. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get ready for the uh, baby boomer wife bad parade. <laughs> <laughs> no like wife. Wife no like me. <laughs> so I kept going until it was nearly dark. When the lights grew so dim I could barely see the gun in my hand. I knew it was time to quit. <laughs> <laughs> what do you what do you expect to shoot when it's that dark? Oh, bats mostly. <laughs> I'm no expert on hunting, but I'm pretty sure you do it in the day. I love like yeah, it's it's just the polar opposite of anything that could be considered good sense. It's like, I'll just stay out until nighttime. You know, just in case. Just in case. <laughs> Just in case a deer walks literally three feet in front of me. <laughs> and I can hit it with the butt of my rifle. Yeah, I can I can pistol whip this elk. <laughs> it surely is going to gore me with its antlers. <laughs> um, so, guy says, I knew it was time to quit. Besides, I was cold, my feet were wet, and the owls were hooting at me. <laughs> sad this man is sad (laughs) those owls um yeah you know that you're a real big time hunter when you're getting yelled at by birds (laughs) (laughs) i'm going already i told the shadowy figure of a barn owl that was glaring at me (laughs) um the, the owl blinked at me and then turned its head right around on its neck. Like the exorcist. I get that's what <laughs> owls do. But... It vomited pea green soup everywhere. 
um, uh, just what I need. A cocky bird, I fumed. It was too bad I wasn't hunting owls. I can't imagine that owl would be tasty, but, um... It's yeah, a lot of owl like, talk for a story about a witch. <laughs> we're, we're two paragraphs in, and it's it's nothing but owl. This doesn't bode well. Sorry, this doesn't bode owl. <laughs> <laughs> I'd worked this particular area a few times, and I knew the general lay of the land. Plus, a full moon overhead made the going much easier. Still, as I picked my way through the rugged terrain, I began to feel uneasy. It seemed like somebody was watching me. Suddenly, I heard the terrified scream of a woman coming from ahead, and a little to my right. See, I'm not convinced this isn't just more owls at this point. You've not said anything to me that would indicate otherwise. <laughs> yeah, like, it was a bobcat that also hated me. <laughs> uh, it sounded as though somebody was being attacked. Tightening my grip on my rifle, I barreled ahead towards the sound, determined to come to a rescue. As I drew closer, I heard shouts of rage and the sounds of a woman begging for mercy. Oh, no. Oh, dear. This, is, this, this got is, surprisingly dark very fast. This is scary in that other way. Um, <laughs> I erupted into a clearing, gun in hand, and saw two men struggling desperately with each other. One had a knife, which had obviously been used, and both men were bleeding profusely. <laughs> To, to my left, a dark-haired young woman lay on the ground, her dress covered in blood. I gasped at the sight and threw myself between her and the struggling men. I couldn't tell if she was still alive, but I wasn't taking any chances. I aimed my rifle at the fighters and shouted at them to stop immediately or I would shoot. They ignored me. Very well, then, I thought. <laughs> oh my god. It's, it's just, it's, it's a story about a triple murder. <laughs> I say, is this guy a cop or like, I don't know how else to solve this problem. This is the only solution I know. <laughs> Coming from, you know, the Midwest in, I assume the past and what I'm going to assume is an icy, cold, emotionless Lutheran upbringing based on my relatives from Minnesota. Yeah. That sounds uh, all about right. Yep. 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 Don't talk about it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense that the only way he would know to solve a problem is is down the barrel of a rifle. <laughs> Shout out to my great-grandparents. <laughs> um, uh, I aimed the gun. Oh, okay. Exercising more restraint than any cop in American history. I aimed my gun at the ground near their feet and let off a couple of warning shots. Oh, warning shots. Yeah. Very generous. Yeah. <laughs> it's more than you're getting these days. <laughs> mm. Um, the men continued to grapple with each other, oblivious to everything save each other. To each other's in one sentence? Way to go, sassy. Deciding that stopping them was hopeless, I eased myself back towards the woman, keeping a sharp eye on the men, and sank down next to her to see what I could do to help. She gazed up at me with fathomless eyes that did not register my presence. Her face was twisted in pain, and I knew that she was dying of her wounds. I'll get you out of here, I told her, although I didn't fully believe my own words. She looked too far gone to be moved safely. Keeping one eye on the struggling men, I love that they're just still over there. How 
long is this fight gonna take? Like fights don't last that long. <laughs> and especially when one of them ha- is it. It's just like it's just the, the part of like a, a movie fight where like somebody has a knife and the other person like is just pushing it slowly away from their eyeball. Um, They're just doing that for... over and over again. <laughs> now it's your turn. You you take the knife and I'll push on your hand. <laughs> um, I reached down to help the dying woman to her feet. And as I did so, the taller of the two chaps stabbed out with a knife, striking a fatal blow to his opponent's heart. Oh, okay. oh, oh, good. All right, good. End of fight. I mean, well, it's good it's well, good that it's resolved, I guess. There's <laughs> a change in the status quo, which is welcome for any narrative, I believe. Yeah, the story is, is moving forward. Um, <laughs> <laughs> look, one of these people is a murderer, so 50% likelihood that it's good. Um <laughs> Uh, the man sank to his knees and fell face down in the grass the knife wielding man gasped a few times then flopped over backwards in a dead faint (laughs) Um, that left me free to escape with the injured woman I looked back down to her face and slipped my hand under her shoulders to my horror and amazement my hand went right through her body (gasps) (gasps) there were ghosts all along it's either ghost or she's made out of gelatin <laughs> oh, it a... was a shaving cream woman <laughs> it's a jello witch that lives in the woods <laughs> if you thought that the the hansel and gretel witch was bad you should see the jello witch that's that's a stickier cabin <laughs> bouncy castle surely um i was pierced by a blood-numbing chill and my heart began thundering in my chest. Below me, the ethereal woman gave a gasp and a shudder, and then she died. Well, but if she was ethereal, I'm... Died again? Double? I guess? Died? Super died? Extra died? She came back to life. (laughs) (laughs) When a ghost dies, they live. Yes. (laughs) Um... Her head fell back and her eyes went completely blank. I stared at her for a moment and then she disappeared. <laughs> With her went the figures of the collapsed men. <gasps> I All right. could not have predicted this. Nope. The, the, the least likely thing for a ghost to do in my mind is to unexpectedly disappear. Because <laughs> I don't, I've never seen a thing, anything. <laughs> uh, the moonlight... Uh, the moonlit night seemed darker all at once. As I knelt in the grass, too stunned and startled to move, a deep terror gripped me, and I began to shudder in- uncontrollably. <laughs> I don't remember getting up or starting to run, but my next memory was of crashing through a bramble thicket and out onto the road where I had parked my car. All right. S- slightly more modern than I had assumed. That's, yeah, that seems to be a recurring theme. <laughs> It's always like I assume it's like fucking stagecoaches and like you know leather satchels, but it's always like I went back to the Plymouth and 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 put Roy Orbison on the radio. <laughs> Pull out my cell phone, yeah, <laughs> and jumped into my stagecoach. What? Started up the uh, the CD player <laughs> and vaped to my heart's content. <laughs> 
um uh yeah it's like it's the sassy schlosser is writing from, from the perspective of like somebody a thousand years in the future where like <laughs> the last 400 years have been yep. condensed, condensed. Yeah. Like, where it's like yeah sure it's all one era right um my hands were shaking so badly that it took me two or three tries to unlock the door the door and another to get it started um when i finally did i roared down the road and sped all the way home i was lucky i didn't get pulled over by the police yeah they, they wouldn't have fired any warning shots <laughs> uh, <laughs> as soon as i came through the door to my house my wife knew something was wrong she pried the rifle out of my hands <laughs> I'm sorry. Have you not put the gun down on your drive back from the woods? <laughs> I'm I picturing like, you know, that steering wheel lock that people use to prevent. It's that, but it's just yeah. a rifle. <laughs> like, I'm assuming you got back into your car or truck. You tossed the gun aside so you could drive and you got home, picked the gun up again and ran into the house. He's, Those are the only two options. He's, He's just like behind the wheel, like cold dead hands, cold dead hands. No, no, Charlton Heston, take me away. Every time he tries to like signal, it's just it's just a shot out the driver's window. <laughs> I guess he wants to get over. <laughs> so she pried the rifle out of my hands and thrust me into a chair um, and got me something to drink. Then she hovered over me, rubbing my shoulders comfortingly until the involuntary shudders. Is she also a ghost? (laughs) She hovered over me with her spooky cold talons. (laughs) I love it. It's like she hovered over me, rubbing my shoulders until the involuntary shudders shaking me from head to foot slowed and then ceased. That's great sentence structure. It's... and even sentence structure aside just the idea that this lady's like oh he's having one of his uh freak outs again i better better rub his shoulders and hide the gun (laughs) um life was hard in the past or 10 years ago or this year or future yeah um Maybe it's like a Star Wars kind of future where, you know, it's in the future, but everything is a little bit kind of vintage. Yeah, yeah. It's everything's dirty. And uh, <laughs> it is technically a long time ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and cue the Star Wars music. Um, uh, she listened intently, but there was no disbelief in her eyes. It must have been the Ada witch you saw. She said when I concluded my story. I blinked in bewilderment. <laughs> I was fairly new to the Grand Rapids region, having grown up in Ann Arbor. I assume that that's... That's another Michigan town, yes. Yeah. It's, I, is it far away, I, I wonder? Don't... Is it, let's... Well, now I have to look at a map. Don't ask me map let's, questions. Let's see. Where is... Michigan. <laughs> Michigan is the one that looks like the hand. Yes. That's it. Well, I mean, it's like a penguin flipper. The mitten and then the, yeah. The, the mitten and the weird, uh, weird. Yeah, I'd uh, say they're opposite ball. sides of the state. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll take it. 
Fun um, fact, the little peninsula, you might not know this being from the West Coast, the, you know, the godless West the U- Coast. The UP? Yeah, the UP. They call them Upers up there. Uh-huh. I'm sure there's at least one listener who is horrified by that information. There, I know that at the very, so the reason I have this book is because somebody left an iTunes review saying, please do some stories from Michigan. We would appreciate it. <laughs> so shout out to you, listener. Everybody gets one. <laughs> Except unless you're from Minnesota. Yeah. In which case, never. <laughs> I refuse. Um, yeah, I've, I've got uh, over on my book. So there's somebody walking around on a. Uh, a Michigan beach looking for, I think they were looking for agates and they, they found, or they were hypothesizing that maybe some of the agates might be fluorescent. So they were walking around with um, a UV light Mm -hmm. and they didn't find agates, but they did find it's a rock called a soda light. And it's, it, it has these like weird golden spots in it that fluoresce under black light. That sounds Um, lovely. Yeah. And they call it a youper lights. lights. (laughs) Um, so yeah, tons of fun. I've got one on my shelf here. It is better in pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, listener. Your river, your lake rocks are awesome. <laughs> Please keep listening. Um, so uh, my wife had lived in the region her whole life. And so she told me the story. Once long ago, a married Ada woman had taken a lover and started meeting him in a clearing in the woods near her home. I'm still waiting to hear where the witch is in this story. This kind of just sounds like an Ada woman. You're about to be disappointed. I expected (laughs) as much. Um, One day, her husband chanced upon the lover's tryst and attacked the couple in a jealous rage. He killed his wife with a knife... Oh, oh, um, she was a witch because she was a whore. <laughs> it's, uh, there's, there, uh, there's an asterisk after which I, I, I missed that. Um, <laughs> she, well, she was having extramarital sex, so she, the, the devil was probably involved, right? That's how Anybody? it works. <laughs> just whatever old-timey like you know medical examiner just the the, co- the local constable or uh you know grave digger or whatever's like it's probably the devil it's if you want for my money devil did this she's a witch witchcraft she's Don't a woman isn't ignore, she just ignore the blood on my hands <laughs> that's my knife <laughs> um so he killed his wife with a knife, um, but her lover had fought back fiercely, and the husband wound up receiving as many wounds as the man as he was trying to kill. The two men had finally fallen to the ground, overcome by their injuries. One man died instantly, while the other lingered for a few weeks before succumbing to his wounds. But their spirits continued to haunt the area, as did that of the bewitchingly beautiful woman who ensnared them both. Oh, fuck oh, off. Oh, screw you. It was all her, and it was all her fault. End of story. <laughs> These righteous, God-fearing men were whoremongered by the Witch of the Woods. <laughs> the residents dubbed the woman's ghost the Ada Witch, and they claimed that her spirit still roamed the woods at night. 
My shudders returned when my wife told me about the ghostly reenactments of the murder. But I'm a pretty tough guy. <laughs> yeah, clearly. He's, he said, having just recently been yelled at by owls. Finally, I gave my wife a feeble grin. I think maybe I'll find another place to go hunting, I said. My wife chuckled and gave me a big hug. Well, that sounds like a good plan. Sitcom ending. <laughs> and I never went hunting in the woods near Ada again. Well, that Boo. was a story. Horse, horse shit? <laughs> I, I think we can. I think we can call it. Um, call it what it is. Yeah. Garbage. Um. All right. Well, you know, you 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 can't win nope. them all. That's uh, what I get for like picking check... the intriguing sounding story. It's I. It really. It's you know. It. It's like one of those like triangle problems where <laughs> it's like you know you can only have two of these things. Which right, one? Yeah. Which ones do you choose? And it's like good title, good story, actually spooky, horrible yeah. gore. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh yeah, no, I forgot better. about the gore. That's an that's an important component to this. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's like it's actually probably just instead of a triangle, it's a line, and it's like you can only have one, and it's just on one end, good story, and the other end, good yep. name. <laughs> um. Well. Uh, as an apology, uh, let me let me just check the the, the coffin of stake the coffin of stakes uh, <laughs> the coffin of snakes is only five pages long. So, if you'd like a mulligan, we can we can get you. I would over. love to hear coffin of snakes. Coffin of there better be snakes, snakes. and coffins. <laughs> Would it be <laughs> fucked up if it was just like I was out <laughs> hunting and an owl yelled at me <laughs> like fuck. <laughs> Turns out to be an urn and frogs. <laughs> and not even like a spooky urn, it's like a coffee urn. <laughs> You're like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> um, I'm going to give you the first sentence oh, and we can decide oh how to proceed. Some folks said it was a magic spell that did it. <laughs> Comma. Others thought that it was because of a too pious upbringing, dot, dot, dot. Whatever the case, it caused a terrible scandal in the town of Lons when Julienne, daughter of the God-fearing farmer Dubois, went to live with that blackguard Lizen without the benefit of marriage. What? What is a blackguard? I feel like that, it's like, that's like old pirate, ter- like pirate era <laughs> terminology for like a, a, a rake or a, a rastabout. Also, how did I pick two slut shaming stories in a row? I was about to say, like, it feels like we may want to, uh, we may want to cut our losses here. Uh, a blackguard you is know. Uh, a blackguard is a a man who behaves in a dishonorable or contemptible way. Huh. Sometimes scurrilously. Oh. <laughs> Very scurrilous. My my fan. I'm using the fanciest dictionary in the world. Um. <laughs> I'm gonna you give... know, I think that tells us all about that story that we need to know. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this, uh, I'm gonna give this just a quick little skimmeroonie here. Um, 
There's a curse and some snakes show up. There are snakes. There are some snakes. Uh, the guy that she goes to live with kills her. Um, yeah, that, that's about it. You want to try a different one? Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> Look, we can't have two. We can't have two rough ones in a row. Um, All right, so uh, let me let me give you the the old list of room yeah. here. Yeah, um, you have to refresh my memory. We've got the Devil's Coach, One Last Head, the Talking Head, and the Green Lantern. <laughs> Let's do the Green Lantern. I would love to see how this ties into the greater DC universe. Um, I am, I am, I, I love the optimism. And look, usually, <laughs> usually when, let's see. So usually when like we're like all hope is lost, like, you know, and we decide to go for broken, go for the one with the dumb name, it tends to work out pretty well. So yeah. cross the finger. You might get lucky yet. <laughs> The green. I, I'm not optimistic, but <laughs> no, no. Look, if we're handling one of um, sultry sippy cups books, nobody should ever, <laughs> ever be optimistic. <laughs> I hope I, I've stopped saying her name because I feel like somebody, like somebody's I gonna don't tell actually her. <laughs> know what her name is. Perfect. Um, I feel like somebody's gonna tell her, and then she's gonna yell at me for making fun of her. <laughs> um. The Green Lantern from beautiful St. Martin's Island. Huh. The storm blew up out of nowhere that night as the ship apo- as the ship approached the Green Bay of Lake Michigan. Alright. I've never heard Green I mean Green Bay, sure, but like never without the it's it's interesting. The Green Bay. The Green I'm assuming Bay. there's another Green Bay other than the town Green Bay. I is is Green Bay on the bay? Maybe. I say. I, you know, gun to my head, I could not tell you where Green Bay is. <laughs> uh, like, geographically. One, one listener from Michigan. Tell tell us. Right well, well, Green Bay is in Wisconsin. No, then it's probably not that one. So I think it's a, probably a different one. Just a different one. Listener from, from Michigan, tell us if your Green Bay is better than Green Bay, Wisconsin. It's got to be. How could it not be? Can't imagine it would not be. <laughs> The lookout hung grimly onto the swaying rain-soaked platform, straining his eyes against the whipping wet wind. Boy, I'm excited for a sea story. Yo-ho-ho. He searched the thunderous night, desperately seeking the brightness of the St. Martin Lighthouse and the the northeastern side of the island, 18 miles from the tip of the Door County Peninsula. Oh, I know where that is. Oh, all right. It's in the UP. Oh, there we go. We're up. Uh, we're up in that weird thing that the hand is throwing up in the air. The the pizza dough that that is being caught by the yeah. oven mitt that is Michigan. That's how you do pizza. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Close enough. Um, just a second. A heater just turned on, and oh, my dog is okay. Sorry. Give me a second. No, oh. oh, hi, sweets. Uh, all right. Uh, the northeastern side of the island, eighteen miles from the tip of the Door County Peninsula. But nothing pierced the darkness save an occasional flash of lightning that lit up the huge waves and sparked eerily 
on the driving rain that had soaked the beleaguered sailors, straining to keep the schooner on course run on sentence. I can hear the garden lightfoot already. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, I'll just fade that in really gently in the background. <laughs> um, Different lakes, same concept though. Yeah, yeah, it's close enough. Look, all look, all of those lakes are littered with with shipwrecks and corpses just full of bodies yeah just waxy soapy non-decomposing bodies on the (laughs) seafloor ghoulish candle man all of them (laughs) (laughs) um abruptly the headlong journey of the ship ceased and a mighty crash threw the lookout down toward the deck Only a chance grip on a swinging rope saved him as the ship ground against a shoal and tilted sideways. Below his swinging figure, the monstrous waves continued to crash against the schooner as several members of the crew scrambled to untangle their shipmate. The rest frantically began unhooking the yawls. There's so many ship terms. Many. um, (laughs) To say nothing of the mizzenmast... The jib, the poop deck. (laughs) I'm like 90% sure you're making a funny joke, but that could just be the actual narrative of the story. I am making a funny joke, but those are all ship things. (laughs) Um, um, Even before the captain gave the order to abandon ship. Um, How's that going to treat you? Sorry, my dog is just like crawling on to me, and it's <laughs> she doesn't she doesn't usually do this. Um, hi, you're adorable. Um, <clears throat> in the dark wretchedness of the storm, um, no light gleamed. None of the crew knew where the gale had cast them, and they feared for their lives as they struck out onto the tumultuous lake. Giant waves quickly overwhelmed the yawls. I'm not sure if that's a ship term or if it's like a derogatory term for another category of sailor. (laughs) Like, I I don't know if that's you know if it's if it's like an officers and like enlisted men kind of a situation. They're the ones that have to scrub the poop deck. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) These these yalls with their poopy poopy hands. (laughs) The yalls are the ones who tell them how much COVID is in the ship. That's a good call. <laughs> a plus. Uh, a a callback? Tenuous for sure. Giant waves quickly overwhelmed the yawls, and no amount of bailing kept the water out as the crew pulled away from the battered and rapidly breaking hull of the schooner. Okay, so bailing is when you're like throw like throwing water it's out when of the ship. Like, yeah, you got buckets and you're yeah tossing it. So maybe the yawls are like little boats or like little structures. That makes sense. Yeah, um, could Google it, but I'd rather just we'll make see. it up. We'll see if this story makes decide. it clear. If not, it's it's what it's what I'll picture. Context clues. Now. Yes, much much like how I think fifty percent of the population thinks that the term hoisted by your own petard refers to like a weird article of clothing or something what is a petard it's a bomb 
Like it's a like a landmine. So the idea to be hoisted by your own petard is to be blown up by your own landmine. Interesting. But I did not know the etymology of that. Yeah, and I guess most people don't. And they, the people that I've talked to, everyone's like, yeah, I assumed it was kind of like clothes, like you, like it was something you would wear, and so like. I mean, you do picture like a crane with a hook and like yeah, you Um, hook up your suspenders or something and get hoisted in the air and. That's how it sounds. Yeah, they they even they referenced it on Community once, and I think and Britta was like, "Shouldn't have worn that petard if you didn't want to be hoisted by it." What do you think the expression "hoisted by your own petard" is referencing? I guess I just assumed that in the old days, a petard was a special outfit like a leotard with a lot of fancy buckles and loops on it, and that rich people would wear them when they were feeling especially smug, but then poor people could tie a rope to one of the loops and hoist them up a pole and then let them dangle there as punishment for being cocky. Never look it up. Your explanation is way better. Um, but no, it's a landmine. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, it's, uh, I like... So I, does the landmine thing, technically, but like... I like my Petard way... Petard is just a funny word. Yes, it's it's deeply good. And it, it kind of sounds like leotard, I think, is, is also helping. Um, yeah. But yeah, sorry to spoil that for 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 you and our our friend from Michigan, <laughs> our listener. <laughs> but he was the only one listening at this point. <laughs> Nobody else would have hung on <laughs> with this much jib, y'all, and petard talk. <laughs> um. So. Uh, the men knew that they were doomed, but they kept pushing their way forward, lost and directionless in the storm, until their yawls capsized suddenly. Oh, okay. A little bit. Oh, yeah. Definitely a boat. So, there we go. Um, throwing them into the swirling waves. Swim for shore, the lookout shouted, suddenly, waving a frantic arm in the darkness and pointing. A greenish light that flickered in the manner of a small lantern pierced the darkness a little south of the sailors. <gasps> That's the green lantern from the title. It's that house where Jay Gatsby lives. <laughs> or it's a grotesque CG Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> a beacon the, of hope for all. Yeah. Um, it wants us to subscribe to Mint Mobile. Um, <laughs> the gleam was weak and hard to see in the storm-ravaged darkness, but it gave them a direction at least. The captain shouted for the men to swim, and the sailors flung themselves forward. The flickering green light led them onto the shore, and a lookout gave a shout as feet suddenly touched the bottom. Within moments, the rest of the crew had joined him and stumbled ashore, looking eagerly for the source of the uh, the rescuer who had used his green lantern to guide them to safety. But the beach was empty. (gasps) Once again, it was the sharp-eyed lookout who spotted the light of a green lantern bobbing ahead of them, uh, up up a barely visible path. He led the crew forward through a tangle of dark woodland. The men shivered with cold as the storm continued to pummel their soaked bodies. The strain of the wreck and its page-turn aftermath caused them to stumble and curse as they followed the lookout after the bobbing green light. Would this nightmare ever end? That's a good question. How much do we have? I'll get it. (laughs) Two pages. Okay. We're getting there. Um... Uh, the men entered a small clearing. Um, 
and saw a small house, a small lighthouse that had failed to save their ship there. <laughs> Is this oh, going wait. to be the happy Sorry. ending of the story? Yeah, it's like, we found the lighthouse. Too late. Um, <clears throat> After okay. our ship crashed. Loomed uh, a dark lighthouse that had failed to oh. save the ship. The green light was now shining through the half-open door of the keeper's house. The crew hurried through the wind and rain, eager to reach shelter. They burst into the house, calling the keeper who had guided them to safety. They saw the green lantern standing on the table, its light steadily and uh, steady and bright now that it was out of the wind. Yet no tall, oilskin-wrapped figure came forward to greet them. Shutting the door against the open and raging storm, the captain called again for the lighthouse keeper. No one answered. The first mate pointed to a peg on the wall, and the men turned to see a pair of dry oilskins hanging from it. The captain's eyes widened. How could his oilskins be dry after such a terrible storm? They're quick dry. Sad moisture-wicking fabric. I love that, like, it's it's almost that. It, the, <laughs> the next sentence is, Did the lighthouse keeper have a second pair? Exclamation point, question mark. Such a just logical thing to just shout out into the world. <laughs> then the lookout called to them from the keeper's bedroom. His voice was high-pitched and strange. The crew exchanged uneasy glances and went out into the room. Lying there on the bed was the body of the lighthouse keeper. It was obvious that he had been dead for several days. I knew where this was going, and yet (laughs) I'm still disappointed. I am am thoroughly unsurprised. I am disappointed, (laughs) um, both by the direction of the story and the fact that they didn't uh, mention the fact that he had probably definitely soiled himself. Like, make a offhanded reference to a poop deck. Something. Come on. Give us something. Anything. Um, it was obvious he'd, he had been dead for days, which explained the burned-out light in the tower above them. It did not, however, explain who or what had saved them from the storm. The crew searched the place thoroughly, but no one else was there. It was the lookout who remembered a story they had heard about a phantom lighthouse keeper who walked the shores of St. Martin's Island. They've already heard a story about a phantom lighthouse keeper where the lighthouse keeper has only been dead for like three days. (laughs) I hadn't put that together. (laughs) It happened again? (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's a... I mean, or I guess it could be assumed that like, the ghost was not the dead lighthouse keeper, and he just happened to be dead. So the other ghost picked up his slack. The the ghost, uh, the ghost lighthouse keeper is a a long since dead lighthouse keeper who really took his job more seriously than this uh, Johnny Come Lately corpse. This other lighthouse keeper who died and passed on to the next world <laughs> just fucking bailed out. <laughs> No dedication. These modern lighthouse keepers and their death. Off to hell I go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Back in my day, we stayed on the mortal plane. We waited and we worked. The lighthouse keepers these days just don't want to work. Nobody wants to work. They make less than minimum wage. Uh, they can't afford to feed themselves. They're dying in their beds. 
Um, so the lookout then related the story of the phantom lighthouse keeper. Um, there was once a lighthouse keeper who had lived on the island with his children, whom he loved dearly. Um, his life has his wife had died long before. My favorite spooky stories are like when we hear a spooky story and then someone in the spooky story tells another spooky story. <laughs> Just cut to Leonardo DiCaprio. We have to go deeper. <laughs> um, SE Sloss reception. <laughs> the next part of this story takes place entirely within Killian Murphy's mind. <laughs> but don't worry, Elliot Page is there. Um, so, uh, lighthouse keeper living on an island with his kids. Uh, one spring, the children were rowing home from school. Uh, okay, I guess they went to school on the I mainland. guess if they're, yeah, if you live on an island, that makes what, sense. What's their Very... dad going to teach them? Lighthouse keeping? <laughs> <laughs> Today I'll teach you about stairs. Circular ones, specifically. I mean, if it's active lighthouse keeper times, I imagine there isn't much else in the way of like career prospects for these children. Might as well. Uh, today... Today I'll tell you about stairs, and tomorrow I'll tell you about how uh, diseases are sent by God to tell us that he's angry. This is the button you press to turn the light on. Sometimes God sends fire from heaven. Anyway, those are the things I know. Have fun. Well-rounded education. (laughs) Um... Boy, father, I, sh- I sh- certainly do love math class. <laughs> um, uh, so they were rowing home from the mainland where they were being taught actual things. Uh, and uh, their rowboat overturned and they were thrown into the lake. Uh, their bodies were never recovered. Oh, sad. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, they they didn't learn enough. Par for the course in lighthouse times. Ironically, they didn't learn enough about boats. <laughs> <laughs> um, the shattered father searched the beaches of St. Martin's Island every night for the rest of his life, hoping to find the children. After his death, people started seeing the light of a green lantern moving along the beaches. Some folks said it was the spirit of the dead lighthouse keeper continuing his search. Others claimed that the Phantom was still on duty, using his lantern to guide ships to safety so that their crews wouldn't share the fate of his poor children. That's sweet, I guess. Yeah, it's... Yeah. It, 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 it's sweet. There's something a, a little bit where it's like, oh, so it wasn't even... He wasn't even trying to save us. He just thought that he, we were his dead kids or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like... um. That was just a ship full of sailors. Yeah, it's like, eh, close enough. Maybe he can rest now. Um, It must have been that ghost who led us to safely, the lookout concluded, obviously. Um, (laughs) Is that an editorial from you? Yes, yes, it is. That that is an editorial from me. Um, However, I mean, the next sentence is, the rest of the crew laughed and told him that he'd taken one too many knocks on his head during the gale. (laughs) I don't know, man. You, you, we all saw the ghost together, but sure, whatever. Fucking laugh at me. 
I mean, um, given the events of the evening, not a stretch. No, not even the littlest bit. Um, the crew revised their opinion the next morning when the storm had passed and they could search the island for their rescuer. To their consternation, the men discovered that they were completely alone, save for the corpse of the long-dead lighthouse keeper. The men could find no explanation other than um, the one offered by the lookout. On the official records, it was stated that the current lighthouse keeper died while rescuing the ship's company. The sailors confided the truth only to a few crusty old sea captains, who themselves had experienced many <laughs> mysterious happenings on the Great Lakes. After all, who in their right mind would believe that it was a ghost who had saved the lives of the crew that dark and stormy night? Shucks. <laughs> who rhetorical indeed? Rhetorical end of rhetorical story. I love the description of sea captains as crusty. <laughs> it's a it's a nice fitting word. Just just craggy, wrinkly, <laughs> and covered in barnacles. You could grate a fine hard cheese on his face. Mm. Delightful. Yeah. So you know, look that one. I'm gonna call that a win. Uh, I that was well, miles better than the witch story. I'm yeah, so. using witch and very very loose, very dramatic square quotes. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm doing air quotes, but it's four fingers on each side. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I mean that story. I'll put it this way: that story was enough of a story that I am going to dignify it with a rating. So, yeah. Um, I think uh, you know that one met all the criteria that I would normally uh, ascribe to, if not a successful story, a passable one. There was a ghost. Uh, there were there were spooky things. There was a shipwreck. You know, all of the main parts for a good story. Um, I'm going to give that one the three out of five island corpses. <laughs> <laughs> one lighthouse keeper and his two children. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm on board with I was going to give it three out of five crusty sea captains. <laughs> crusty is like it craggy I could get or like, you know, crinkly, even crinkly. I don't know. Like uh, something about crusty just makes it it makes it seem like the crust is not of them of themselves. <laughs> it's like some other substance. No, that it's is some on them. something that has just like lingered. <laughs> <laughs> something that is accumulated throughout the years <laughs> you gotta you gotta get some hole cleaner for your sea captains there they're covered covered in scale as 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 white and pasty as the inside of a teapot bi <laughs> um well then I think I think with that being the case, uh, t- you you okay time wise? I know we we're oh, kind of yeah no we're good. Okay. Excellent. Um, then uh, then in that case, I think uh, we will. St- Hi, are you? Am I just neglecting you? Is that what's happening here? My dog. Are you is doing not giving her an, enough attention? It's literally whenever I move my hand to turn a page, she'll like stand up from laying down and be like, what's happening? I'm like, just what are you doing? chill out for like half a minute. I'll be back. I promise. So sweet. <laughs> it's like my um, cat that follows me. Like I cannot be standing. Like I either have to be sitting at my desk so she can mm-hmm. sleep on my bed 
or I have to be on the couch so she can sleep on my lap. And when I am not in either of those two places, she will follow me around and just scream at me. Why aren't you in the place? Why aren't She's you like, in the place? Snuggles now. This is like my my dog. Like I will, I can sit there with my dog for two to three hours, and as soon as my hand goes to the keyboard to like the first keystroke of an email, something it's like <laughs> put face on keyboard, give kiss to dog, and I'm like. <laughs> It's like you know. You just know. Yep. Um, yeah, small monster baby. Um, so, okay, we're going to switch. Uh, I will uh, I will pick one. I think by process of elimination, we're, <laughs> we're, we're kind of getting We've there. gone through most of them at this point. <laughs> we had six on the list, and we've knocked three of them off. So uh, we now have the devil's coach, Ooh. the last head, and... The Talking Heads with David Byrne. Um, I, I think, I think I'm gonna go with. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not the last head. It's one last head. Oh, one last head. <laughs> Which makes it sound like it's a snack for the road. <laughs> um, my 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 tendency is to think that that one last head is the way to go, just because it is the goofiest name. Um, I, I it was the one I was hoping you would choose. I th- I think that's the way I'm gonna go with it. Um, let's see. I'm going to use the uh, the time honored technique of comparing how long they are. Fun, <laughs> <laughs> um, you gotta just chill out here, thanks. Jesus. <laughs> I'm recording this from, uh, like, just sitting on my bed because I kind of hurt my back. Oh, no. <laughs> and I don't, I don't have oh, no. any chairs that are, like, super great. So I've just been, like, like I've just been standing all day, which has been helping. So just either, like, standing or slightly reclining. Yeah, it's like, this. these are the two, these are the, I have, like, I got a yoga ball, and that kind of helped, but it was still, I'm just, like, totally compressing my spine, so mm-hmm. now I'm just, like, in, like, hospital position. <laughs> <laughs> what a luxurious way to record a podcast. <laughs> it's surprising, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that I haven't stumbled on this before. Um, all right, let's see which ones we have here um one last head that is oh that is like nine pages i know that that's not necessarily a lot but like i don't want to let's see um And this one is no. This this one is feels like there might be some genocide in here. Oh great! Um, yeah, let's let's avoid that one and let's go with. Let's see. How long is the Devil's Coach? Okay. Devil's Coach is only eight pages. That seems better. Manageable. <laughs> um. That's manual. And uh, let me use this comparison like the last. What is it? The, the Talking Heads. The Talking Heads, yes. With David Byrne. 
And talking talking heads is also eight pages. Okay, in that case, uh, let's do the devil's coach. Mm-hmm. Um, Devilish, spooky. Uh, all right, I will um, send you these pictures. <laughs> Very sophisticated technology you have here. Incredibly high tech here. Um, fun. I'm not. Can you hear just like dog licking sounds? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, she's like, she got off the bed and like tried to pout, and then she like came back, and she's like, "Let me just kiss your face." It's like, yeah, I know you're very close can't stay mad at you. Yeah. Um. Oh wait, no, I I totally miscounted. The Devil's Coach is like twelve pages long. Um, oh Jesus. Okay, we're gonna do we're gonna do the Talking Head because that one is. Oh, no, that is only six pages. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. That is exactly the right length. <laughs> I have to... Now I'm, like, leaning back because every time I get within, like, a foot of her, she just, like, is kissing the air at me. <laughs> hey, I know you're such a goofy baby. Um... <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Um... Fun, you're the worst producer ever. <laughs> I was delighted to see find recently that she has her own Instagram account. Oh yes. Which yes. I immediately um, followed. <laughs> thank you. Much much appreciated. She she has her own Instagram account. Uh increasingly, like ever since Instagram introduced uh collaboration mm-hmm. where you can just like because it's always like, uh, I don't, am I gonna like log into my dog's Instagram and do the whole like no, that's that's too much work. But now I can just like super tag her and she's a collaborator. Perfect. Yeah, I know you're such a cutie. Um, all right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, okay. <laughs> you. Like, literally every time I put the phone near the book. Bo- <laughs> 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 I can just hear the chops noises. <laughs> just like, and what you can't see is that, like, I'm sitting here on the bed and, like, she is just, like, she is walking up me <laughs> to, like, <laughs> like, she's usually, like, kind of an arm's length dog. Um, uh-huh. And, uh, the fact that I am not petting her, like she's like, I have to give him kisses now, otherwise he's gonna take me back to the pound or whatever. Oh, no. <laughs> um, all right, so I've just sent you uh, an email, uh, Great. and while you wrangle that, I'm just going to give this dog too many cuddles. Oh. Yeah. Hi, 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 hi. Oh, who's a baby? And now she like has a look in her eyes, like this is not what I wanted. <laughs> no, too much, too much, too much now. Yeah. That's always the way. Yeah. Yeah, as I was like... Oh, I'm so glad I there's a, a picture of Fawn included in this. <laughs> That's to show you what I struggle with whenever I try to do anything. <laughs> so this is the talking head from Soul St. Marie. <laughs> Psycho killer, Keskasang. <laughs> There once lived a hunter who was so devoted to his trade that he was almost never home with his wife and two sons. 
more hunters already great i mean I, hunters I, and I, wife I jokes coming, yeah it's hunters wife jokes and then like lighthouse keepers oh that that seems to be just wait i have. accidentally just wait the hunter oh had boy. not chosen wisely when he took a wife, and his head was so full of the chase and the kill that he did not notice that she was fretful and nagging and completely unfaithful <laughs> to him. All day long, the wife would talk, talk, talk to her sons and yak, yak, yak with the neighbors and nag, nag, nag at her husband <laughs> when he came home what? for a fr- precious few minutes at the end of the hunt. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> <laughs> So this this poor woman who lives in near total isolation wants to talk to him. You know, God forbid you marry a woman you like, right? <laughs> it, it, it really, that seems like such an obvious thought technology <laughs> does not appear to be the case based on everything that we're reading. The unfaithful wife had a series of male, quote unquote, friends who came to visit her at the lodge. (laughs) And she instructed her young boys never to speak of these men to their father. At first, the boys were too little to understand what was going on. But as they grew older, they became both horrified and embarrassed by their mother's outrageous behavior. Oh, boy. God, this is... Wow. I am tired. (laughs) No! (laughs) Because now I'm mad enough, and I want to continue being mad we're at the story. We're locked in. All right, fair enough. <laughs> I am. This is the first page still. I am tired of her talking and nagging and complaining, the elder boy said to his brother. I'm going to speak to father about her behavior. And his younger brother agreed. So the, now the, this, the, the, the children are like, Mom nags us. Let's kill her. Like, what? Like, they're... That's what a mom's supposed to do. Yeah, I have a sinking feeling about where the story is going to (laughs) go. Yeah, like if your mom's not nagging you, she's not doing it right. (laughs) Also, like, what is she nagging about? Like, clean up your room, pick up your socks, do anything in the house. I'm hearing like I've I've heard a couple like nouns that like there was like a mention of a lodge earlier. I'm I'm hearing things that would suggest to me that this is potentially like pre-colonial like pre pre western society i i don't know like what also like the first line is he was so devoted to his trade that he was never at home with his wife like i would nag too yeah that seems like an entirely leaving her alone with the kids all day losers i'm 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 guessing and i know that this this is early days for this story i'm guessing that this is going to be one of those stories where they like it is a story about like native people but they have been like given entirely western outlooks and problems and and like interactions with each other like yeah that's that's my that wouldn't surprise me (laughs) that night when the hunter came home His eldest boy took him aside while the unfaithful wife was outside talking loudly with their neighbor and told him the whole story. When the wife returned to the lodge, her nagging voice preceded her by several yards. Oh, my God. The hunter confronted her in righteous indignation and struck her dead where she stood. Uh, Okay. And that That was... feels excessive? The end of that. (laughs) 
<laughs> the end of, is that the end of the story? Surely no. I wish. <laughs> now I need to continue to be mad about this. Short, and and then uh, the husband and his two boys uh, died of hunger and not having pants. Nope, nope, and you know why. It's because the next line in the story is, the boy's paternal aunt came to live with them, because they can't uh, do anything hmm. for themselves, clearly. <laughs> and things at the lodge became peaceful for about a fortnight. <laughs> interesting it's it's interesting that like mom disappeared and then mom's sister who dad was friends with came to live with the it's it's a it's an it i'm assuming that the father killed the mother f- for unscrupulous reasons i mean i know that they did but oh, like yeah. this feels like a, a true crime thing where it's like Dad wanted to stoop the aunt, and so did away with mom. <laughs> well, no, paternal aunt, so it would be, I mean, oh. not that oh, no. that stops, you know, people in Michigan all the time, but. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, oh a, God, no. Is this I've a lost... Wisconsin story? <laughs> I've lost you, your only Michigan listener. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, how are we to know that they were married to their sister? <laughs> But yeah, no, okay, so this is like a, it's a Crimson Peak situation. Yep. Got it. Okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> then their mother returned. Her voice. Uh, what? Yep. The, her okay. voice woke the hunter and his boys in the middle of the night. Even before the mother's spirit materialized, they could hear her talk, talk, talking away as fast as she could. Good. Good for her. <laughs> I know. This feels like a win. <laughs> I hope she haunts him forever. <laughs> Now I don't have physical windpipes to restrain me. I could just talk forever. Moments later, she was standing at the center of the lodge, shaking her head at the pretty young aunt who was caring for her sons. Again, paternal aunt. <laughs> so, okay, we were... Pro- okay. We maybe we're not wrong there. Noted. <laughs> the aunt trembled near the door as the glowing figure of the wife began to nag, nag, nag about the cleanliness of the lodge. The shoddy way she dressed the boys and the shameful condition of the blankets and dishes. I would be pissed too if my husband yeah. killed me, replaced me with his sister, and then she let the house go to shit. <laughs> my husband killed me, replaced me with his sister, and she is bad at my job. The ghost went on yep. and on until the hunter was forced to leave the lodge just to get enough sleep to hunt on the morrow. The boys and their aunt were not so lucky. They had to endure the ghostly mother's presence until the spirit grew bored and went to visit the neighbor's lodge. <laughs> I love that the, the dad is immediately like, I'm going to go. Um, Say, you have a good night. Just like as she was alive. <laughs> he goes off and hunts. She gets bored and goes to the neighbor's. Uh, I wonder what Jim and Susan are up to. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. I love this story. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, this just got amazing. (laughs) Each night, the spirit of the mother returned to talk, talk, talk to her sons and yak, yak, yak with the neighbors. (laughs) She's haunting the whole neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) The neighbor's like, I mean, this is like fine but could you show up earlier could you be here in the afternoon we do like you would like to sleep maybe (laughs) nag 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 at her husband and his young sister it was hard to believe but she was actually worse in death than she had been in life and became a source of intense irritation to the whole village 
<laughs> I love this woman. I aspire to be this woman. It's basically it's that um uh, I forget the, the 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 documentary about that like that town where everybody in the town killed one person uh, they yeah. hated. Ken McElroy. Like, oh, we don't know what happened. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh god, I love it. <laughs> Nothing the hunter tried could rid his lodge of her incessant prattling presence. Even the local medicine men gave up after unsuccessfully attempting to exorcise their village their village of her tiresome spirit. <laughs> you were spot on, by the way, with the let's uh, use a story about Native people and completely westernize it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do like this. Is it? It's technically an, an anti-kill your wife story, yeah. but for the entirely the wrong reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Don't kill your wife; it'll get worse. <laughs> Finally, everyone in the village packed up their belongings and left. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> the, me- <laughs> the medicine man nicely but firmly told the hunter and his boys to move somewhere far away from the tribe and to take the spirit with them. <laughs> you cannot come. <laughs> <laughs> the pretty young aunt patted each of them on the hand and then departed with the medicine man who had decided a virtuous woman that could put up for so long with such a tiresome spirit was good material for a wife. <sighs> okay, all right. There's there's like there's it's like confetti all of the all of the notes that I have for this story. Um She's like Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's like if you strike me down now I'll become more powerful than you could possibly imagine. Like this is good for her. Like This is a good for her story. Fucking Yas Queen. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> The hunter and his sons went huh. south, hoping to leave the unwelcome spirit of the yakety-yakking mother far behind. After traveling for many hours, the hunter left the boys to rest beside a large waterfall while he tracked down some game for their evening meal. The boys stood watching the flight of a beautiful crane that was riding on the surface of the whirling, eddying water at the bottom of the falls. Suddenly, they heard a thump-thump-thumping. This reads like a children's book. <laughs> it... Coming from it's behind a children's them. book about misogyny. <laughs> <laughs> like we don't have enough of those. Jeez. Oh, in here, classic as he saw her, they turned and saw the grisly remains of their mother's head rolling toward them. Her nagging voice shouting loudly to be heard over the noise of the waterfall. <sighs> this gets better and better. Holy shit. Okay. The younger boys stared in terror at the horrible decaying head and shouted down toward the crane. (laughs) Grandfather Crane, Grandfather Crane, we are being followed by a terrible monster. Please take us across the falls. Oh, you boys deserve this. I'm going to let you piece this one out on your own. (laughs) (laughs) The beautiful crane looked up from its play. Seeing their predicament, it flew up to the boys and landed beside them. Cling to my back, it told them, but do not touch my head. Very specific. Uh, oh, this. <laughs> sure, I won't. Should I be worried? What happens if I touch your head? Do I die? Do you die? Do we all die? Do we fall in the river? 
The boys nodded obediently, and the crane took them up on its back and flew them across the far shore. The head of the dead mother screamed with outrage and nag, nag, nagged at, the- <laughs> nagged at the crane to take it across to her sons. Come, grandfather, the talking head shouted, carry me across the waterfall to my poor lost children. I'm so curious to like, what's the crane's read gonna be on this? Like, is it is he gonna be like, yeah, all right, sure, yeah, like, all, all's fair in in death and and matricide? What what could possibly be going on in the crane's head right now? <laughs> I have to carry some babies to someone later, so this is this is really putting me off. <laughs> Across the river, the boys watched with apprehension as the crane flew to the grisly, rotting head and said, <laughs> "Cling, he's gonna do it." <laughs> cling to my back but do not touch my head i i love that the boys are over there like just watching as the crane's like all right now i'm gonna go help her <laughs> the mother's head promised obedience and bounced up onto the crane's back but the mother's spirit was as indiscreet in life as it had been in death it was curious to know why the crane did not want its head touched as am i Fair. <laughs> when they were about halfway across the waterfall, it bumped itself forward and tapped the crane on the head. Immediately, the, tra- the crane twisted and lurched in distress, and the talking head tumbled off its back and fell screaming into the roaring water below. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, I gotta start reading ahead. The head was swept across, swept against the sharp rocks, and the rotting brains burst forth from the demolished skull. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> it flew out over the water. What the fuck? What? This is like Why hereditary. Is Why is this the story that has the gore in it? What? Like. The crane banked and flew toward the battered remains of the mother's head. You are useless in life. It cried loudly. You will not be useless in death. Become fish. What the fuck? What is the like? The crane has no fucking stake in this game. Why is he <laughs> fucking slinging shit? Oh, Jesus! Immediately, the floating pieces of brain transformed into fish eggs, which, when hatched, grew into a delicate, flavorful white fish that became very popular in the region. Oh, all right. This was the nag, nag, nagging spirit destroyed forever, and the young boys saved from persecution. <laughs> Oh boy, oh boy! Have real... you boys heard of colonialism? <laughs> this, this, yeah, like a this is an amazing spin doctor situation where it's like, okay, these boys murdered their mother, and we're gonna make them the heroes. Like they are being persecuted by this woman mm-hmm. that they killed. Uh, and B, yeah, enjoy the next twenty to thirty years because it's gonna get bad. When the hunter, upon his return, heard the boy's terrifying tale, he pra- he praised the crafty grandfather crane and adopted it as his family totem. The hunter and his son settled down in the place that became known as Sault Ste. Marie, and their descendants became great hunters and fishermen who ate numerous white fish and always rejoiced in the flight of the crane. Until the white man came. <laughs> Let's spend our lives eating the... Decaying brains of my murdered ex-wife, reanimated by foul crane magic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That story wins some places. (laughs) Oh, boy. I am so glad that 
that we went with that one because that was. You're absolutely right. The stupidest title is always the best story. (laughs) We almost stopped. Like, I, the, the, every single action that the crane took, it's like, it would be, it's like letting a wild animal in your home. You're like, what's it going to do? Like, the crane is like, sure, I'll help you across the river. Now let me bring your dead mom's head over here. Oh, but don't she fell touch my river. head. Don't touch my head. I'll turn her into fish. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, the, the crane is such an interesting chaos agent in this story. <laughs> and I, I do like that for all of the the lip service that dad gets is like oh such a great hunter the only thing that the dad did is uh kill his wife and then then, like go away (laughs) like he's in the when they're in the forest he just wandered away he's like oh what happened and then when the ghost came back he like went to sleep somewhere else (laughs) (laughs) this is a a story about an absent father the damage that he causes um well, I that was I that was something. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to we give these stories oh, ratings. Right. I'm going to have to give this a rating. I am going to give this uh I you know f- 5 out of 5 pieces of mom brain <laughs> turned into living fish that my descendants will eat. Um, with with the asterisk afterward that I'm giving them this five stars, but for the wrong reasons. <laughs> I think I would have to give this story five out of five sister wives. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> that okay? That's how fucking bonkers this story is. That I forgot that there was. Uh, you forgot about the uh, implied incest. Yeah, implied uh, sister brother incest, like. <laughs> Uh, and it good good for sister though she got out while the getting was yep. good <laughs> like, just, I, I like imagining just the rest of the tribe just like walking down the road being like where do you think those weirdos are you know the haunted ones yeah. whatever happened to <laughs> cut, them cut, cut back to terrified children screaming as mom's <laughs> head splits open on a rock and turns into fish yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm sure they're having plenty of fun with our ghost bomb. <laughs> Such memories. The fact that, like, the hedge, like, the mom, it, it's first it's a voice, then it's a ghost, then it's a head. At some point, I have to imagine, like, the whole body would have showed up. Right? Like, where, And it, why just the head? Because they never really so... elaborate yeah, on the like cause he's... of death. Yeah, he, like, he struck her dead. He didn't, like strike off her head dead yeah there was no decapitation <sighs> at any time no no maybe the head <laughs> the head reanimated first and so it <laughs> tore itself off the body they'll be like i need to get a jump on all this talking <laughs> how did it get to the woods <laughs> did it just did, the with what a fucking chaos agent the crane is the crane probably brought it to the yeah. woods to stir up shit <laughs> Oh boy! Well, that was amazing. 
um i'm i'm glad we got there in the end that yes <laughs> you know sometimes you have to sit through a green lantern or two you know you're gonna get some lighthouse keepers to get to a brain uh, exploding get... against sharp rocks <laughs> and forming a new species mm-hmm. um yeah, I you know, I interestingly, I feel like it's you and Emily, like you're the ones like the, the gore seems to gravitate to yeah, you. I don't know why that is. <laughs> Just uh, lucky, I guess. Most, yeah, the most innocuous stories and it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, ground up sausage lips and you're like, "Oh no." Um well, uh with that said, the spooky digital fire is burning low so i think it's about time to uh to responsibly douse it and clear our browser history uh but before we do that uh do do tell uh do you have any spooky experiences of your own spooky experiences you know i feel like i may have told this story on this podcast before back when emily was hosting who what that didn't happen (laughs) I'll tell it again because I don't know if you've heard it. And it's it's a story. I'm the only host. So when I was like six or seven years old, I got this doll. And I can mm-hmm. never remember what the doll's name was. But there was some sort of gimmick where it was like a model and it came with a little camera. And you would point the sure. camera at the doll. And every time you like press the shutter, it would like move into a new pose. That already sounds terrifying. And I love this doll. I was obsessed with it. I gave it a little <laughs> bed that I put at the end of my bed. Mm-hmm. It was just like a little basket, and I put a blanket in it, and I put the doll at the end of my bed. No, oh, yeah. Until I woke up one morning, and of course, this is like early 90s. So when this doll moves, it has like the worst mechanical whirring sound <laughs> you've ever heard. <laughs> and I wake up, and that's all I'm hearing is I'm hearing this so like the sound I know of this doll just moving on its own. And uh, weirdly enough, like where my brain first jumps to is my brother, who was an asshole, sure has the camera and is playing a prank on me. Weirdly yeah. enough, I jump to the most logical conclusion. So I yell. Surprising. Good for you. I yell Bodes at him well. to go away. And I throw off the covers and I go to pick up the doll and the camera is sitting in the bed with the doll. And I take that doll and I put it in the attic. A fire. (laughs) And I never played with that doll ever again. (laughs) So fast forward about, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 years. We've moved to a different house, but like all our stuff has come with us. And mm-hmm. my little cousin is going to oh, no. come <laughs> and stay. And so mom is pulling out all these toys from our basement of like just like my old dolls that she's kept because she wants grandkids that we haven't given her yet. And <laughs> but she's hoping. So she's got all these toys sure. and she pulls out this doll and she's like, do you think Riley would want to play with this? And I go, oh, my God, put that away. That Burn doll it. is haunted. And she had never heard this. I never told her. So I I sit there and I tell her this whole story. And she thinks it's hysterical. She calls my dad and she tells my dad this story. (laughs) My dad laughs and takes the doll and he looks at it. And then he holds the doll up to one of the lights that's hanging down over our island. And it starts moving 
on its own. (laughs) (laughs) What it was, was there's like a sensor, a light sensor in the doll's like chest, essentially. And that was the thing that made it work was like when you, when you, the light from the camera would trigger the sensor and make it move. Sure. And I had an east facing window. <laughs> the doll was haunted by the I sun. still, I still, I like, still like put that doll away and never want to see it again. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, even though you've, ex- you've given me a very plausible explanation. It's like, no, the doll I is still, still haunted. Yeah. No, never again. You need to put that at a fire. <laughs> I tried finding it last time I was home, and it must have gotten sold in a garage sale because it's not there anymore, which is deeply disappointing because I would have so much I fun mean, with it now. Sold in a garage sale, hopefully. Like, you never know. Like, one of these days, there's going to be a little tiny <laughs> at your door, and you're going to go out there, and it's just going to be voguing at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's terrifying. Yeah. Dolls are terrifying. Toys are terrifying. Toys that move by themselves are terrifying. It's, just, it's asking for trouble. This is like, I don't... It's just that the batteries persist. Like, I don't know what kind of, like, nuclear-powered batteries we were using right? in the 90s, but every time I've, like, opened a box 15 years later and there's a Furby in there that's like, Finally, <laughs> the light warms my skin. And you're like, Jesus, why are you still alive? Oh, man. <laughs> fucking desiccated zombie Tamagotchis. Um, that's spooky. Yeah, uh, that's that's my one another ghost story. <laughs> Look, it's a pre- it's a pretty good one. It has all the hallmarks: living dolls, um, <laughs> a a really like smart thinking on your part, just to be like, we'll put this in the yeah. attic. We're we're done. With we'll this. just put it away and we'll never speak of it again. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, well, then uh, it is truly time to uh, to to douse the digital fire by uh, by clearing our browser history. Um, uh, while I do that, uh, do tell our guests uh, where they can find you on oh. any other spooky or hilarious or genuinely informative projects you might have. <laughs> Uh, well, you can listen to Afternoonified, which is about to come back for hiatus. I don't know. When is this episode coming out? Soonish? Yeah, right. Who knows? Those are great questions. <laughs> uh, Mid-February, depending on when you're hearing this, we may be back soon or we may have already been back for several months. But I th- you can find us the, there. I think this one's prob- probably going to come out in the next week. <laughs> I'm going to get it edited this week. I believe in you. you There you go. I believe in you. (laughs) That makes one of us. (laughs) Yeah, Afternoonified is great. Um, It is it is one of the the only podcasts uh, run by friends of mine that I actually listen to regularly. So that is saying something. Thank you for everything that you do. Um, And listeners, I'm on a couple of those too. Yeah. To really sweeten the pot, or if you're that one listener from Michigan completely turn you off of it because i'm sorry for what we've done to the ghost stories of your state <laughs> we really had the best of intentions we man. tried i'm sorry <laughs> we were so excited we had such high hopes <laughs> uh, uh, stay tuned for more spooky michigan stories
maybe they'll be good. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> um, uh, and, and, and you can, you can find me, uh, on Instagram. I'm at that Avalon. Uh, you can see pictures of me, my dog, uh, and everything in between. Um, I can say follow just for the fog content, honestly. <laughs> it's pretty good. This, my dog is very insistent, but very sweet. Um, and you can, you can also uh, follow the show uh, on Instagram and uh, where have yous. Uh, we are uh, at boohahapod. And you can also email us, boohahapod at gmail.com. Send us your own spooky stories and we will read them on the podcast, I promise. Uh, and until next time, don't kill your mom. Don't. That would be very mean. And don't invite a crane into your life. <laughs> Don't touch its head if you do. That's that might be my favorite part. Yeah, sure. Don't touch my head. <laughs> they really did okay. not get an explanation for that, did we? I love it feels like such a like like don't don't push this button. You're like, okay. but, uh, I'm with the mom there. I was like, I kind of just want to figure out what find out what happens. Do you from the mom's perspective? Do you think it was like I'm already dead? <laughs> I'm going to take one for the team and touch the crane's head. <laughs> Look, we all know what the audience wants. I, a disembodied nagging mom head, have survived the, 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 the surly bonds of death. I have returned from beyond the veil. Surely, a, touching a crane's head cannot be my undoing. <laughs> what, could, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> Uh, remembering that one uh, scene on The Simpsons from a plane makes me think of a Far Side comic where uh, it's it's like a close up of a guy and his hand is on the armrest and the the caption is something like you know tragedy strikes and like there's buttons like volume and like you know seat recline and then there's another button that just says wings stay on wings fall off. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Oh, great. <sighs> Anyway, don't kill your mom. Murder. Mayhem. Destruction of property. Wh what are you doing? It's the new ad for Afternoonified. I heard the kids these days like those things. Okay, but we talk about more than just murder and mayhem. I mean, we also do science, there's paranormal, history, other weird stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, that's true. Okay. Murder. Mayhem. History. Science. Basic civics sometimes. Afternoonified releases wherever you get your podcasts every Wednesday on the Sobolo Media Network. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SobeloMedia.com. This, this is As Above, So Below.